Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dome, a fantasy baseball podcast. Hey, happy Father's Day to all the kings out there. In the words of Pac, you are appreciated. Let's get on to the week 11 reports. Kick it off with some highlights from recent action. First up, the Astros made history last week as the first team ever to record two immaculate innings in the same game. For those who don't know, that's three Ks in an inning with nine pitches. As few pitches as you can throw to achieve that. It was achieved by Luis Garcia in the second inning and reliever Phil Morton in the seventh against the Texas Rangers, all coming against the same three batters of their lineup. Pretty cool. Well done to the Strohs. The Cubs snapped a 14-game win streak of the Braves, and they took the second game of that series as well. But as I record this, they're getting smashed in the third game of the series, 6-0, in the seventh inning. Heading into Sunday... Mets and Yankees have the best two records in baseball, leading the league in a lot of major categories. Mets leading in runs, hits, RBIs, average, and OBP, while the hard-hitting Yankees lead the way in home runs, slugging, OPS, and they've just been on fire. They swept the Rays. As I recorded this, it looks like they're going to sweep the Jays with an 8-7 lead in the seventh. They took on Mac Daddy McClanahan last week. And just ran another one of the best pitchers in the game, Alec Manoa, for four runs over 5.1 innings on six hits. With a 49-16 record, they're on pace to get 122 wins this season, which would be the most of all time by six. Set in 2001, the Mariners put up a 116-win record. And if you go back to 1906, the Cubs won 116 games, back when they only played a 152-game season. Neither of those teams won the World Series, though, which raises the question, if the Yankees don't pull it off, is this all for nothing? They've certainly been fun to watch with that pitching staff, and I believe their top three sluggers in Judge, Rizzo, and Stanton are all on pace for 40-run seasons. Of course, we know Judge on pace to break the home run record. Tweet me and let me know what you think, Yankee fans, at Morning D Fantasy. Moving on, let's get into the streams of the week. Come June time, streamers, they're tough to find. Talked about it a lot preseason. Any of the great pitchers who come up in the first few months who are easy picks for streamers, they're on rosters now. So I got you on a few lightly owned pitchers that I do believe will fare well this week. Monday, June 20th, I'm looking at Caleb Killian over in Chicago at Pittsburgh. Pitching for the Cubs, by the way. He's 5% owned on Yahoo, 2% on ESPN, and 14% on CBS. I think the CBS ratings are a bit higher because they probably have more dynasty leagues going on over there, just for the record. But Killian, he had a tough initiation to the bigs. 
facing St. Louis and San Diego in his first two. Both of those teams are top 10 in runs, hits, doubles, RBIs, average, and OBP. But across 159.1 innings in the minors, kid threw gas. 2.2 ERA, .973 whip, and 9.9 Ks per nine. He's got a nice four-pitch mix. He can touch the upper 90s with the heater, and he's got some solid command. He also boasts a 3.47 XERA with above-average 53.8 ground ball percentage. Some much nicer matchup here to settle down and show what he's capable of in the bigs, facing Pittsburgh on the road. I'm down to roll the dice on him Monday. Tuesday, June 21st, Eric Fettuccini of the Nats pitching at Baltimore. 3% Yahoo, 4% ESPN, 8% CBS. Fed's a very risky play Tuesday. I stared at the options for too long and I really don't like any of them. Every so often, Sky drops a gem. He's due for another since his latest, where he blanked the Dodgers on May 25th with six innings pitched, six Ks, four hits, just one walk, and the W. His metrics aren't great, although the XERA, FIP, and XFIP are all lower in the fours than his 4.88 ERA. And look, streaming's a roll of the dice. This guy has qualified for the W more often than not this season. So in a winnable game, I say clickety-clack. Wednesday, June 22nd, rolling with Keegan Thompson back to the Chicago-Pittsburgh series. Pitcher for the Cubs, he's 27% on Yahoo, 30% on ESPN, and 32% on CBS. He's coming off his best outing of the year versus the World Series Atlanta Brave Champs where he posted six innings pitched, nine Ks, just two hits, and two walks. Against Pittsburgh this year, he's dominated. He had two outings against them, nine innings pitched, nine Ks, six hits, and just one walk. Through 108.1 innings pitched in the bigs now, across 2021 and 2022, he's got a respectable 9-5 record with a 3.32 ERA. And this year, through 55 innings pitched, his whip is just 1.182 with about 8 Ks per 9. Lately, he's been a bit erratic, and I don't think he's the option long term. But for this matchup, it's a great pick. Roll him out with confidence. Thursday, June 23rd. Back to Johnny Cueto of the Chicago White Sox. At home versus Baltimore. 10% Yahoo, 6% ESPN, 11% CBS. He was a member of last week's list, who didn't end up making his early week start, rather appearing in long relief. Wasn't great in that performance, tossed five innings, three earned runs, blew the save. But then he comes out Saturday and tosses seven innings with five Ks, just two hits and two walks, securing the W against Houston. In a juicy matchup this week versus Baltimore, all the points I mentioned last week remain. All of his six starts now on the year have been quality. He sits on a solid 2.95 ERA and 1.1 whip. And that's backed by a 3.94 ERA and 3.87 fit. While he's not a big K guy, in this matchup, I see him posting great ratios with a good chance for a quality start in a W. Friday, June 24th, Luke Weaver of Arizona pitching at Detroit. 
2% Yahoo, 1% ESPN, 4% CBS, all for good reason. There's no pressure to ride with me on this one. I know he just got torched in his first start back from injury, but that was Minnesota. Got a few hard-hitting bats in that lineup. And he did throw 5Ks across the 3.2 innings. I think he's an interesting pick for the Detroit matchup and potentially beyond. We're not very far removed from him dropping some ace stuff in 2019. Through 64.1 innings, he had a 2.94 ERA, 1.073 whip, 9.7 Ks per nine. And on his whole career, he's got a 9.2 K per nine average. High K guys with solid ratios. We know they're tough to find this late in the season. Injuries have definitely plagued his time in the bigs. But in 2021, across his 65.2 innings, he earned a decent 4.25 ERA and 1.188 whip. I'd take those numbers rest of season for free with his case. If he can stay healthy, potential to do much more. I'll give him a run this week, see how he fares, and report back next week. Let you know how it goes. Saturday, 625, looking at Alex Fado of Detroit, back to the Detroit-Arizona game. He's 8% Yahoo, 3% ESPN, 30% CBS. Fado was a key part of that Florida Gators 2017 National Championship, their first ever. And he proceeded to join the Tigers farm system, where he posted some solid numbers in the minors. His debut was delayed a bit due to Tommy John surgery. But he finally got the call and has produced pretty well so far in the bigs. Prior to his first blow-up game against the White Sox last week, he went at least five innings in his first seven starts and didn't give up more than two earned runs in any of them. Through his first eight starts, he hasn't issued more than two free passes in any of them. It's been a bit of an issue leading to the 1.4 whip, being he walks so few. But he's tossed over a K per inning over the last three starts. And he's got a great shot at walking away with the W in this one against Arizona. Sunday, 626. Another repeat from last week's list. Zach Davies of Arizona at Detroit. It's three pitchers in a row from this series. 10% on Yahoo, 7% ESPN, 26% CBS. Davies showed up big last week. It was a good matchup, and our guy secured the bag. Seven innings pitched, seven Ks, no earned runs or walks. It's now three straight quality starts for him, two of which he went seven-plus innings, with about a K per inning over the stretch and just three walks. In short, dude's on fire. For a guy owned this low in mid-June, you got to ride him until he cools off. Might be a while. On the season... He's sporting a respectable 3.72 ERA and 1.2 whip. You pair those with above average 3.45 XERA, 0.291 XWOBA, and a top 25 ground ball percentage, you're looking at a great stream versus Detroit this week. Definitely potential back of rotation, long-term fantasy starter value here. But at least give him a look this week. Next up. I got a pumper dump for ya. We're 
Gonna do a little extendo pump or dump this week and skip the trade talk. Because there are a lot of guys I want to talk about for you. But first, let me drop a few names for you guys, just in case it's your first time joining the show. Of pumps from recent weeks who are still around or under 50% owned in leagues and are performing well. Absolutely worth adding to help you ride. Alec Thomas, Ezekiel Duran, Michael Harris, Christopher Morrill, Gabriel Moreno, Santiago Espinal, William Contreras, and Jake Berger. These guys can help your lineups in a lot of different ways from power to speed. If you haven't been looking at them yet, I suggest doing so. Another guy I mentioned recently who just got the call up to the bigs, Riley Green, outfielder for Detroit. He's already 52% owned on Yahoo, but just 17% on ESPN, and that needs to change immediately. Talking about MLB's number two prospect on the top 100 list, and there's not too much to say here. Bro brings power, contact, discipline, and speed to the plate. He's a big-time pump and a must-add. As I record this, we're in the middle of his second game in the bigs, and he's gotten on base in six out of eight trips to the plate. I mean, I'd drop a lot of guys to get green on my squad right now. I'm talking Bellinger, Jock, Renfro, Soler, Fran, Yaz, Pham, Gallo. Riley Green's got a much higher ceiling than all of them. I don't see why there is any reason to think he can achieve as much or more than Julio Rodriguez has so far. Get him and don't look back. Next up, John Bertie of Miami. Second base and third base eligible right now. He actually has outfield also in Yahoo. 43% in Yahoo and 12% on ESPN. With two more steals this past Saturday, heading into Sunday, he's tied with J-Rod for a league-leading 17 steals. And 16 of them came over the past 30 days. That's twice as many as anybody else. He's batting at the top of the Miami order. Not a huge slugger or home run guy, but he's sporting a solid 275 average and 375 OBP. That makes him more than just a steals guy. And he has shortstop eligibility coming, along with outfield, in both ESPN and Yahoo. Definite pump for me. Get him and reap the benefits for as long as they last. Next up, Joey Gallo. He's slashing 266, 317, and 611 with four homers and 11 RBIs over the past two weeks. With that said, I am not touching him. Let him and that 187 average be somebody else's problem. Mixed in with those two-week numbers are plenty of hitless games, and I see him hurting you more than he helps you moving forwards. Hard dump for me. Alex Kirilov of Minnesota. First base and outfield eligible, about 25% rostered in both Yahoo and ESPN. Formerly the number 27 prospect in 2020 on the top 100 list. And there's potential here to get a solid bat in your lineup if he's finally healthy. That's a big if right there. But in the minors, this guy slashed 323, 378, and 518. That's the kind of power and consistency you want on your fantasy team. If you're struggling at first base or could use a little outfield depth, I'm absolutely pumping him. I mean, injuries have really plagued this guy's career. 
And I genuinely hope he can stay healthy and on the field. I could turn into something special. What about Adam Duvall? Over the past two weeks, he's slashing 302, 388, and 814 with six homers. I mean, those are Buxton numbers. However, on the year, he's slashing 202, 279, and 373 with just eight homers. So as you can see, six of them came over the past two weeks. This is nothing more than a hot streak, in my opinion. And that's a hard dump for me. I mean, that slash line on the year isn't too far off from his career numbers. And at 33 years old, I don't see him getting any better. Potentially a sell high if you can pull it off. But nothing to see here in my eyes. Something to see. O'Neal Cruz of Pittsburgh. Shortstop. 35% on Yahoo, 8% on ESPN. Number 22 on the top 100 prospect list. He hasn't exactly been something to drool over in AAA this year, slashing 233, 337, and 424. But this guy is known to have immense power, raw power, standing 6'7". He's a big boy, and he's got the ability to log steals, should display a low K rate and high walk rate with his tool set in the bigs. He's officially gotten the call, and if he's available, that's an opportunity to get some power and speed in your lineups. Another guy who's been making some noise, Luke Voigt of San Diego, first baseman. 50% on Yahoo, 35% on ESPN. He was definitely drafted higher than that, but it has dwindled down over the months. He's the 2020 home run champ, and he's definitely on a recent power surge with four homers and 11 ribbies over the past two weeks. Been cold most of the year with just eight homers on the season, slashing 239, 325, and 433. Very far off from his 2020 numbers where he put up over 1,000 OPS. His current line, almost exactly to the thousandth digit, what he posted last year for the Yanks. And with a 33K percentage, 22.3 hard contact percentage, 198 expected average and 288 expected WOBA. Well, well below league average. It's going to be a dump for me, dog. Here's a guy I just found out about. Luis Gonzalez of San Francisco. Outfielder. 9% on Yahoo, 4% on ESPN. And I mean, just like an hour ago, I found out about this guy scanning through the player lists. He's not even mentioned in the Giants' top 30 prospect list this year or last, although I did find him as the number 11 prospect for the White Sox in 2020. And in his rookie year for San Fran, he's quietly putting together a good season. He's been leading off for the G-Men lately, and on the year he's slashing 303, 367, and 449. It's pretty solid, factoring in seven steals on the season. This past Friday, he smashed his third homer, coming off the bat at 104.6 miles per hour. I think this guy could be a good source for fantasy rosters moving forwards. Keep an eye on him. At the very least, you stash him, he puts up some numbers for you, he gets hot, sell high, capitalize somewhere else. And lastly, guy I've talked about earlier in the season on the streamers list, 
but has gone quiet lately with an IL stint. Nick Lodolo of Cincinnati, starting pitcher. Just 14% on Yahoo and 4% on ESPN. This man is number 34 on the top 100 prospect list. And you've got the opportunity to get yourself a solid starter this late in the season. On Sunday, it was reported he's making one more rehab start before returning to the bigs. And this guy is good for case. I mean, he's dropped 19 through his first 14.2 innings and three starts. And back in the minors, he posted a whopping 14.3 per nine. You pair that with his minor league 2.59 ERA and 1.055 whip. Well, you see why he's earned his place in the top 100. Yeah, he pitches for Cincinnati. Wins might be scarce. But this kid's got a lot of potential to shine in the majors. Definitely worth snatching him up to see if he gets hot so you don't miss out. Worst case, you drop him, keep streaming with that roster spot. Well, it's going to be all for the Week 11 report, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you from my heart for tuning in. It's been an absolute joy putting this stuff together for you guys. If you haven't heard, I started doing some articles for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going to be updating my trade value chart for them for the July update. Been dropping my Streamers of the Week report as a weekly article for them. Hit me up as always on Twitter or IG at Morning D Fantasy. I want to hear about the trades you're pulling off. I'll give you some shout outs in the show. Tweet me about guys that you're wondering for next week's pump or dump. I'll definitely respond on Twitter or include them in next week's episode. I got you on trade advice, add drop advice. Reach out and let me know. I'm always happy to talk fantasy during the week. And as always, please let me know if there's anything else you'd like me to include in the show. Catch you all next week. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.